back to the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, where we're helping your small business one expert at a time. This is episode number five, and today we're going to answer the question, how to use multimedia for marketing with special guest Ronnie Bincer from thehangouthelper.com. And I want to be sure to let you know that there's more expert interviews over at www.ontracktips.com. That's ontracktips.com. Today's expert is Ronnie Bincer. And Ronnie's going to help us answer the question, how do I use multimedia for marketing? Or more accurately, how do I use video for marketing? And for those of you that don't know Ronnie Bincer, Ronnie's been training people both on and offline since 1988. That's over 25 years experience in consulting and training. He specializes in video SEO, video conferencing, YouTube, and Google+. He's the foremost leading expert on Google Hangouts. He's affectionately known as the Hangout Helper, or as David Ammerland says, he's your shortcut to a more professional Hangouts. He's the owner and lead consultant at Hangout Mastery, which is a premium member site dedicated to helping you master the Hangout tool. And one last little known fact about Ronnie, he plays the trumpet. Yeah, he studied music at University of Michigan, received his master's from the University of Texas. Ronnie Bincer, welcome to the show. Wow, that little tidbit, I... Totally surprised that you remembered that or realized that. Where'd you get that from? Did I tell that to you or, or did you dig it up? Oh, I dig it up. I know how okay. to find out about my guests. I tell you what. <laughs> and I want to say a special thanks to everybody that's joining us today. And you may be joining us over here on Google Plus Events tab. If you are, make sure that you start asking your questions and put them in the comments below. We'll get to your questions near the end. Keep them short, keep them simple, and we'll be able to get them on the screen. You may be watching us over on YouTube. Also, ask questions over there. We've got the comment tracker going. Maybe you're watching us on Facebook. There's a comment over there, and I'll be monitoring those as well. And definitely help us out and throw up a tweet uh, over on Twitter to the hashtag PoundOnTrackTips. That's PoundOnTrackTips. If you look through the stream, you'll see a pre-written tweet, and that'll help show your support for both Ronnie and myself and this program. So we're looking forward to uh, get, let's get right into the discussion. And I think the first question that's probably the most important of them all is, now that you're so busy with Hangouts, Ronnie, how often do you get to play your trumpet? I don't. Um, I haven't played trumpet for many, many years. I still have one. I used to have seven, and uh, that was my career path as far as I was concerned. My goal was to become – it was a small goal. I'm a little sarcastic. I was going to be playing with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra or Boston Symphony Orchestra. That was my, my goal. Wow. I ended up studying with the principal of the Boston Symphony Orchestra, but that was as, as close as I got. Nice, nice. And well, music, I mean, music is media, right? And so here's our segue into sure. multimedia. And so uh, what, what would you, let's, let's get right into the questions in the show. And uh, what, how, how do you define multimedia, Ronnie? Uh, multimedia, to me, is a term that's sort of had its time and it's moved on, but the in my mind, what multimedia initially was and still is, is using multiple types of presentation methods to communicate a message. So if you might use video, you might have text that goes along with the video. Those are two different things. Nowadays, you can even use animated GIFs to help give some motion as well as a still shot. So you've got four, five, six different ways to present the information. That, to me, is multimedia. 
Yeah, and so I use multimedia a lot with the On Track or Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast. I like to do these interviews. I repurpose it for podcast. I write a blog post about it. We got it on iTunes. And I think that that's really uh, one of the things I want to convey to some of our readers, um, that there's many different ways that you can use one piece of content in different form, formats and different types of media. But we all know Ronnie, uh, those of us that know Ronnie, we know that he's really an expert in video. So I think that's kind of focus really in on the video because I don't know how we could possibly expect in 30 minutes to tackle all of multimedia. So let's just pick video and continue with that. Um, Ronnie, what, uh, what kind of business models do you see that would benefit the most from say video marketing specifically? Good question. Uh, my perspective is that video is an emotional tool. It helps create an emotional connection with your audience differently than other methods. And so, therefore, any business that could utilize emotion in what they do, then I think video is valuable. And emotion could mean, I'm scared, give me something to fix that. Or, I am greedy, help me learn how to make money. Those are, these are emotions. These are base emotions, but they're things that do make an impact. So if your video can address some of those things, I think it's going to be beneficial. Yeah, so that's one of the things that sets video apart from, say, other forms of, of media. What, what are some other benefits uh, that you see in video media specifically or video marketing? Um, um, I would say the idea that you've got visuals that are going on. So I could, I could um, if I was trying to talk about blue water, water bottles, I could hold them up right here. And I could do my little commercial right there, my little infomercial, just as easily as if I was just talking about anything. So I could very easily bring in different contents, different context of its contextual information. Sorry, someone's saying, do I ever sleep? No, I don't seem to ever sleep anymore. And my mouth is getting stuck. But the, the idea is I think video allows us, and especially with this tool, I don't know if you're ready to transition or not, but especially with the Hangout tool, it allows almost anybody to click a couple of buttons and turn it on, and now you have a video. You're creating a video. There's so many things you can do with it. I can go on and on and on with that stuff. Yeah, and, and that really is one of the, the great things that I encourage uh, our clients about video is, like you said, it, it conveys an emotion. It helps you uh, engage your readers on a personal level. It helps them to see you as an animated person. They can see your actions, your activities. They can uh, um, hear the fluctuation in your voice. And it really creates this kind of closes that gap between personalities and relationships and helps you as a business to really kind of get closer to your customers, and they really begin to kind of endear themselves to you, wouldn't you say? Uh, that yeah, I, I, let me run on that for a little bit here. If, if I look at the Hangout video environment in two different ways, there's the private meetings, and then there's the broadcasting. And I know we're talking specifically about the broadcasting for your audience right now, but I want to shift gears for just a second to the private meeting. Because if I'm in a private meeting with you, and I don't know you, I can learn more about you in 20 minutes or less by being in a private video call with you than I would in maybe two, three, four months worth of just emailing back and forth or textually chatting back and forth. Because I get to see all these nonverbal clues. I get to know whether I like you or not. I get to see whether you're really paying attention to what I'm talking about or if I'm boring to you. That stuff comes across really, really quickly. And so therefore we've established a relationship incredibly efficiently. Now that's within a private meeting in a hangout transition that and you can bring it into a broadcast 
And you can do the same thing with your audience, except you don't have the benefit of them actually asking you a question right then. You're doing sort of a broadcast, but it gives them the potential for getting to like you a lot faster because they can see things about you. And I, and I, I, I think that um, it's important that, you know, when we ask the question, who, who can use video? I mean, what kinds of businesses can use video? I, I have a lot of my clients are, um, say, indie authors and, and bloggers that are startups or small businesses. And I think another, a better question would be what business wouldn't benefit? Because I don't know any, really. I don't know any business that couldn't benefit from video. Can you think of any? I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's come to the point where because the people that are probably watching are so used to seeing visuals that if you don't have some component of what you do that includes some kind of video, then you're going to fall behind others. It's just um, almost a requirement nowadays, in my opinion. Yeah, and then and then once you like what I do is once I've got the video now I can repurpose it for audio so people can still listen to it and consume your content. Say when they're jogging or riding in their car on their sure. podcast. So we understand who can use video, and uh, it's pretty much everybody. Um, so now let's kind of transition over to what? Well, okay, so if I decide in my business I want to start using video, I want to start playing with this thing. What are some immediate goals that I want to probably set up for myself? Maybe some short-term goals, some long-term goals. How can you help us get on track and stay on track with video? Sure. The, the short-term goal would be get comfortable in front of a camera. Um, many people get really tongue-tied when they're in front of a camera. And so what I would suggest doing is practice. Uh, it sounds kind of boring, but get inside of a hangout, for example, and look at yourself, see what you look like, make a recording of that privately if you have the technology. If not, go ahead and turn it on and make it into a hangout on air so it makes a recording, and when you're done, delete the video or make it private so no one else sees it and just go through the process of practicing and looking at yourself multiple times and then i transition into the into the phase of being involved with other people's hangouts on air for example because then you are part of their show and you don't have to be the star you can just be a guest and every once in a while maybe make a comment or something like that and you get a feel for what you look like on camera I can I can share with some of the listeners some of my personal marketing objectives. My short-term marketing objective was immediately just to get my face known, get people to understand who I am. Um, my business is my blog. It's my consulting services and my business strategy. My long-term goals, now, of course, I'm thinking about things like maybe putting some advertising on this program, um, doing some uh, other podcast uh, expansions. Um, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do uh, short-term and long-term. Um, yeah, Jason, if I were to mix something in there, I would also say not only get used to being in front of the camera, but see what your videos do. In other words, if it brings about comments with people, then start engaging with those people and start building up those relationships. Because really what you're doing is you're trying to build, in my opinion, trying to build a relationship with your viewers. Right. And I think that it's so important too, wouldn't you say, Ronnie, that you need to have, I mean, it's not just putting a video out there. You don't just create a YouTube channel. You just don't just put a video out there. You should have an end goal to this. I mean, is it lead capture? Is it driving traffic to your blog? Is it building, I mean, run with that a little bit. Sure. The, the, um, well, there's so many angles you could go with that, but let's say you're trying to get involved with social media because in, in my mind, this is sort of the future or this is, uh, what SEO is now. Um, search engine optimization is sort of where I came from with my background with video SEO. And I've transitioned wholeheartedly into the place that we're on right now called Google Plus because it's owned by a little search engine company called Google. 
And so as a result, what I do here makes an impact on search. And so my goal is to get found for what I am interested in or what I'm an expert in, which in this case is Hangouts. And I've chosen Hangouts because of my background with video, SEO, as well as my ability to be social. And so I work the social space. And that, for me, is my business. That doesn't mean it's everybody's business. But when you do get involved in the social space and you're using video, you can get a lot of very inter interesting or intellectual feedback. It's not just the stuff you see in the old days on YouTube, which was cool or like it or I hate you. You know, there's a lot more nowadays going on inside Google Plus with intellectual comments than you'd ever have seen in the past with YouTube. Yeah. So, um, what can you give us some ideas about maybe um, video strategies or video ideas? Uh, like, um, okay, for example, people do how-to videos. I do an interview series. Uh, people do product reviews. Can you think of something out of the box, some other way to use video, some theme or topic? Um, you said how-to. That's something I do a lot of. You mentioned interviews. That, I think, is one of the best and easiest ways to utilize this Hangout tool. So um, let's see, out of the box. Um, product stuff? Did you say product demonstrations? Go with it. We can do product demonstrations. We can um, we could have a meeting of people. This product just came out. It just happens to be handy, okay? How do I use the blue water bottle, okay? So if I have an issue with closing it because it leaks, I can bring that and point out that if I don't screw it on just right, it's not going to work. And I can point that to the camera and I can have some clients that have been having this trouble inside of a hangout asking me those questions. I can be giving them the answers and then I can turn that into a frequently asked question video that can then be repurposed onto my site. And we might talk about 10 different topics about the water bottle. And now I've got 10 different answers to those questions that could be cut, what I call sliced and diced, into little segments that are useful to answer people's questions. Yeah, so that's great. So now you're creating all this multiple pieces of content, uh, sending them out there. People can consume them in different ways, all for your marketing goal of bringing people maybe back to your website, answering a answering a question. Um, I like what you know Christine DeGraff just quoted you, and she says, what you're really doing is trying to build relationships with your viewers. I mean, ultimately, uh, whatever it is you do, if it's a how-to, if it's an interview, you build that relationship with your viewers. Um, yeah, so people buy from people. They still do. I mean, they, they still buy from people. It might be through a website, but if they know the person behind the website, they're more likely to say, yeah, I want to support this guy. He's got the good stuff. Let's go. Yeah. So we've, we've decided that videos or video marketing can be for everybody. It can, uh, we've decided that some ideas, some goals. Um, what about now? What, so let, now I'm at the point now where I'm ready to start to creating videos. I've never done it before. I'm a total beginner. I'm a total newbie. Um, where, where do I start? What are some of your favorite DIY or do-it-yourself tools um, that you would recommend to our listeners? Uh, it depends on how deep you want to get into this. If your plan is to get into this pretty deep, then I would suggest a website that I used to work a lot with. It's called Real SEO, R E E L S E O dot com. I think they have phenomenal help for helping people getting started with video online. If you are just poking around and you're just not sure yet, then I would use Google Plus and turn on the Hangout tool. And then all of a sudden, you can make a Hangout on Air that is a video. And so you can very, very easily. With a webcam, 
maybe a headset. You don't even necessarily need that, although it does sound better. And some decent lighting, you can make yourself a video. And then you can cut that up all inside YouTube into smaller segments, so you don't even need to buy any extra software. At some point, you're going to want some better quality stuff to be able to cut it up and put it together. But uh, that's a good way to start, as far as I'm concerned, with the Hangout tool, Hangouts on Air. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we're going to get started. Now let's, let's set a realistic picture um, for some of those who are starting out. And we hear this, I, I see it in blogs all the time. I see the expression, you know, uh, video marketing is really easy. Anybody can do it. The tools are out there. It's free. It's accessible. Um, what are your thoughts? Is video marketing really that easy? That's a loaded question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a while, and there's still issues. Sometimes you're trying to get that statement across. You know you can do it in 10 seconds, but it takes you about a minute and a half. And you're trying to figure out, why did it take so long to say that? I could say that quicker. So sometimes just being in front of a camera makes it hard to say the words you want to say. So practice is something that's important. So to me, that means, no, it's not all that easy. You have to figure out how to flow. You got to figure out how to have your own voice. You got to figure out what it is that you're trying to get across and how people receive it. And you might need to modify that slightly so that the reception is what you're hoping. And all this stuff takes refinement. And to me, that means not easy. It's something, it's a process like anything else. You've got to go through it. Yeah, I, th I think it is. And it was a loaded question because uh, I, I try to tell a lot of people that, you know, look, it's it, you can do it, but be prepared for the long haul. It's not some quick overnight, you know, solution to everything, but it is doable. Um, you put out tons of videos. I mean, you're doing two, three, four videos uh, a week, it seems like. And uh, man, it just you, the, you put in your descriptions, you do graphics, you do point outs and and uh, that's a lot of work. It's, it's not really, doesn't seem like it would be that simple. you have any tips for how to kind of manage all that or just don't sleep? <laughs> uh, subscribe to the 48-hour day. Yes. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it does take a lot of time. Um, I have found when I can making a series, like, for example, this Hangout tool that we're in right now has just gone through a new modification. We've got a new interface. I have the ability, because I've been around it so much, to look at it and say, oh, this is new, this is new, this is where it's changed this to, that's been modified, et cetera. What I've done is I've decided I'm going to make screenshots of a bunch of different things, but I'm only going to roll them out once a day. I could, in the past, I might say, here's 10 things that are going to be helpful for you to figure out. Well, that lately has been less important for me than just keeping in front of people. And so I'll say, here's 10 of them, but I'm going to do them one a day for 10 days. And that way, people will tend to see more of my stuff more on a regular basis. And as a result, they might introduce themselves to another level of understanding of what it is that I offer than that one massive post that goes viral because it's got these 10 phenomenal screenshots. I might do that at the end of the 10, and I'm throwing out the number 10. I actually haven't figured out what the number is. I'm actually on number five today. That's crazy. And you do all this yourself, or do you have assistance, uh, VAs? I do this all myself, though I am, because of my mastery website, and I'm trying to give as much attention, actually, you know, because you're there. I spend a lot of time in there answering people's questions and trying to guide and help. Um, that is something that I am, I'm just starting to have an assistant assist me with some of the administration part of it. 
because up until now it's been all about me <laughs> and I'm not necessarily the biggest admin guy. I don't really like that. And so I'm trying to lean on my strengths if I can. Yeah. So I'm going to take one question right here from our, um, from Jim uh, Schenkel. He said the web is being flooded with lots of bad video. Isn't the issue soon going to be step up your game professionalism. So who's best positioned on the internet to help people do that? Well, who's the best person to go to, to step up your game? <laughs> This might be, because I know Jim, maybe he's being kind to me, he's giving me a leading, leading question. Um, same thing with David Amerland. When I met with him and we did some videos a while ago, we talked about the idea of the why versus the how. And many people are now fully understanding, or at least getting closer to understanding why they want to use video. What's the purpose of it? What impact is going to have for them? Then they got to shift over to, in my mind, the how. How do I do it well? Because if I don't, I'm going to actually potentially damage my reputation. Because if I put out some stuff there that just doesn't work very well, it's possibly better to not do it. And so that's why I'm saying when you practice on your own, if you didn't like the results, hide it. Don't, you know, it's, it doesn't have to get found. Um, sometimes we spend a lot of effort trying to make sure our stuff gets found. But other times we don't want something to be found. So just realize there is a professional way to do this. I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm simply pointing out to give you yourself the best perspective possible so that when people first see you, because you don't know which video they're going to see first. You just don't know. So when you can get the best face out there, you're going to have a better result moving forward. So as a result, I just encourage people to learn how to do it. Now, if you don't learn it from me, I'm okay with that. I do help. But there's plenty of people out there that can help you. Just try to figure out what's the best way to go about learning how to use the tools to make good quality videos. So we've decided, um, <clears throat> again, let's recap real quickly. We've decided anybody can use videos. We've decided we need to create a strategy, create some short and long-term goals. We decided that there's some tools out there that we can use. And Ronnie, hopefully you'll give me some more uh, tools that maybe we can add to the description of this on the blog later. Um, but uh, so we're now we've created our videos. Now we need to post our videos. We've got them looking good. We're ready to send them out there. I've got a uh, viewer question that asks, uh, is it better for marketing to put your videos on YouTube, Vimeo, Blip TV, or some other place, and why? Well, because you started out with, or they started out with the question, is it better for marketing? I'm going to say your marketing target audience, where are they? Where do they watch their stuff? If you're in the artsy world of video, the space that owns that is Vimeo. That, that's where artsy videos go. So you might need to do a little research as to what, where your audience, target audience is living. However, there's nothing as big as YouTube. So I primarily do marketing on YouTube. Now I'll use a site like Vimeo to do some other special things like in my mastery group where we have private videos because I have capability that I don't have in YouTube. I do host some videos inside Vimeo behind my paywall in my mastery site. But from a marketing perspective, I definitely go with YouTube. And so that's what Melanie Hall is kind of asking regarding podcasts. Do you put those on something like SoundCloud or just rely on YouTube where people can still just listen? And I know that you're referring, Melanie, to audio podcasts, but that does segue into a question that I have for Ronnie. And another viewer had asked me privately was, what are your thoughts about videos on iTunes, Ronnie? Yeah, I, the, the, the ability to repurpose your content 
meaning let it show in different places or let it be found or consumed in different ways, I think is a phenomenal way to do this because not everybody has the time to actually watch a video. They might be driving, but they have the time to listen. And so as a result, I think it's good to have the audio portion available in an easily digestible place. And SoundCloud is a great one. iTunes is another great one. There are more and more capabilities coming out that allow you to take the video and repurpose it into sound as well as audio visual. And if you can and you have the time or you have the virtual assistants, then I'd, I'd say go for it. Use all those places. Have you, have you seen anybody using iTunes video? I know that Michael Nelson, who sure. I interviewed last week, he uses iTunes video. Yeah, one of my heroes from that real SEO website that I'd mentioned before, his name is Tim Schmoyer. He uses iTunes all the time. For video? Yeah. Not just audio? Yeah, I believe so. I, you can ask Tim. <laughs> we can ask okay. him. All right. Well, I'd like to, uh, I'm going to ask this as a polling question to all of our readers, and I'd like to know um, what is your favorite way, which is your favorite way to consume content? Do you like to read a blog? Do you like to watch a video hangout? Or do you like to listen to a podcast? Or would you like to watch a podcast? If you're listening to the show right now, then uh, go ahead and put your answer in the comment here, and we'll just do a community poll. Or if you could answer over on the hashtag OnTrackTips on Twitter, that would be helpful um, for us. So there, let's there turn over. Things there. You might need to list that in the comments so that people are going to answer later on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All, All right. those different choices, right? <laughs> All right. Um, so let's let's move now. I know, Ronnie, not only are you the Hangout Helper, but uh, you also have a background in uh, um, SEO for video. So let's turn our attention over to video SEO for a minute. And uh, you know, we all know it's a huge science and, and people are paying hundreds of dollars for SEO consultants to optimize their websites. Um, but uh, a lot of our listeners and readers of the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, they just don't have the, the funding. They're just not ready for that yet. So what would you say are some absolute necessary things, um, just throw some things out at us, that we need to know about video SEO? Okay, I'll give you some really basic ones. One, you need a nice thumbnail. It's like a cover to a magazine. If someone sees a visual that's Im impacting what they're going to do, then there's a better chance they're going to click on it. So you need a good quality thumbnail. Uh, secondarily, you need a good quality headline or a title to the video. Think of it as a headline of your article. So the title needs to have something related to what you think they're looking for. This is some old stuff from SEO, but it still matters. The keywords or the primary words that you think people are, are trying to find what you're talking about should be at the very beginning of the video title. And they should be used in a relevant way throughout the description and repeated in the tags. Now, these are some real basic things. A lot of people might already know this, but maybe it's because I've been around it for so long. I think it's so basic. But you need a good title description text, and you need tags, which are the equivalent inside YouTube as what are called keywords. Mm -hmm. And, and, and there's, you'd be surprised. There are a lot of people, and that's really why we do the Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, is for those listeners who are really getting started, and they don't know. So really, there is no too simple of an answer. Um, so thank you for those. And, and now sure. what about, can we, can we get the inside scoop, and can I pick your brain for some of your ninja tricks in SEO? Do you have any ninja trick that you'd share with us? Ninja tricks, sure. Um, I'll give you one. Um, when you're inside YouTube watching videos, when you're done watching, the next thing that shows up is a whole bunch of related videos. 
And what you want to try to do is make it so that your video shows up in that related video list. And one way to help that is to use a consistent tag. So a keyword that you're going to use over and over again. Like I might use one, which is my name, Ronnie Bincer. Okay. Even though I'm talking about X, Y, or Z, if it's me involved, I'll add the Ronnie Bincer tag. Therefore, there's something consistent from video to video to video. And when the thing's done, either right there on the screen or on the right side, I think that's over there, then um, they'll see a list of videos that they can choose to watch next. And that will be filled more likely with your stuff if you've got a consistent tag from video to video to video. Okay, so we're in the last few minutes, so we're going to throw some lightning round questions at you from the audience. Okay. Um, so we've got Sandra Watson, who's asking the question, are Hangout blogs helpful? Can you help me understand what she means by Hangout blogs, meaning it's yeah. a blog about Hangouts, or what do you mean? Yeah, so Sandra, um, I'm not really sure what your question is, so if we could take that to the comments, um, then we'll probably be able to answer that a little bit better over there. Okay. Um, what about Paul, Paul Steinbrook um, from... Uh, rchurch.com, is there any easy way to get the audio from a G Plus Hangout to make a podcast out of it? There are, I've made some posts where I actually ask people to tell me what they found is their favorite tool. There's probably 20, 30, 40 different tools that allow you to take a video and suck the sound right out of it where you're making an MP3, which is the format generally for sound. So you might want to look for MP4, which is the format for video, to mp3 and just search for that and you'll find all kinds of different tools if you have a, a favorite one jason go ahead yeah and so so what i what i do for mine uh paul is i if you're the owner of your channel then you'll see in your video manager there's a button that says edit um next to each video and you can actually download the mp4 right from there or i like to use firefox download helper plugin and then you can download uh, the video from there, and then I use uh, free video converter or audio video converter um, free uh, tool. So that pretty much wraps it up, man. I've got a, a couple more questions that I wanted to ask. We're not going to be able to get to it. Um, the last one, uh, oh, actually, here's one really important one that I do need to know the answer to. If I put the same video on multiple channels, Ronnie, it's an SEO question. Okay. Is there an SEO, is this an SEO no-no? If I put the same video on Vimeo and put it on YouTube, is that going to create some sort of a canonical issue? No, it's not. It's not because here primarily, the, the, and I'm going to get an SEO nerdum for just a second here. That's not your domain. If you have the same content on your domain multiple times, then you have the potential for what they call a duplicate content filter, or a lot of people call it a, a penalty. So if it's the same video in multiple places, it's not going to cause a problem for you from an SEO angle. What I would suggest, though, is having slightly different description text rather than just copying and pasting the same exact thing from place to place. Mm -hmm. So uh, we definitely want to say um, thanks to our special guest today and who ran Wilson. He happens to say <laughs> Ronnie who. So uh, uh, with, with that, Ronnie who, uh, let's, uh, what, what is it you're working on? What would you like to uh, share with our listeners well i've got it all over behind me right here it's the hangout mastery this is a membership site where people sign up to keep up because the hangout tool is constantly changing and i'm trying to help them keep up with the latest and greatest of what's going on and this last week has been a perfect example of that everything's changing with the look and feel how it works new things coming out in fact i'm part of 
testing environments that are public enough that I can actually share that with the Hangout Mastery people. And so we've been doing that for a lot of time the last week. So they can sign up. Let me turn on a lower third. I'm still playing with this because the lower third thing hasn't really um, fully happened properly. I'm not sure if this is covered up or not, but there's a website, thehangouthelper.com slash members. If you go there, you can see a way you get a little preview video that tells you a little bit about what the mastery site's all about. Great. And that link will definitely be in our description, both on the YouTube channel. It'll be on this events tab where you can continue to ask questions. And Ronnie will come back here and visit after the show and answer your questions. Some of them we weren't able to get to. We're also going to repurpose this content into a podcast and we'll have it on a blog. So you can come over and visit ontracktips.com and you'll be able to see the show notes from this. You'll be able to download the podcast. You'll be able to watch the replay. Um, I want to plug one other, a uh, couple friends of mine, Mia Voss and Christina DeGraff, are starting a new Hangout series called 15 Minutes of Fame, and that link will also be in the comment stream, and I love the concept of what these two ladies are doing. They're going to be grabbing people who, you know, here I am, you know, interviewing some people that may be more uh, well-known, and they're grabbing some really, uh, finding some really the diamonds in the rough and featuring them. So hat tip to Mia Voss and Christina DeGraff for their 15 minutes of fame. Go and just look for that. Uh, and this is Jason Weiser. I'm the owner of the Christians of Business community here on Google+. I'm the owner of Webination Station. And I, and I have the weekly Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, helping your small business one expert at a time. And we're saying goodbye to our expert this week, Ronnie Bincer. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thanks for having me, Jason. 